0: So who are at the most risk to become a drowsy driver? Of course, like me, right? Someone who just did a long trip and still adjust the time zone or who were super sleep deprived for a while. And shift workers often sleep deprived themselves or they are not able to sleep according to their own circadian rhythm. So oh, I'm Dr. about a board-certified sleep expert in America. So I went to the sleep conference in East Coast last month. When I came back to California, I picked up my car from the airport and drove back home, right? Um, so I had a long flight, and those several days in the conference was super busy, so I did not sleep very well. And when I got my car, I still had about one hour to drive from the airport to home. When I was really sleep deprived, guess what? I really feel it on the road. I start driving like, at one point I started driving on the Z ship and uh, I constantly find myself hitting brick really hard because I did not pay attention that I got too close to the cars in front of me. I've been driving for years. It rarely happened to me. And that day when I was, when I was extremely tired, I really feel it so strongly. And that just makes me so scared. Now when I think back, what if I got myself into a car stint? What if... I hurt someone else and hurt myself just because I did not sleep enough and I react so slow when I was driving. So basically that day, I turned myself into such an unsafe driver on the road. Later I look into this. So when I study sleep, as a sleep expert, we all know actually drowsy driving can be something really dangerous and harmful. How bad it is. So according to a CDC study, basically one in every 25 drivers in America said they have fall asleep when they drive just within the past month. Think about every month, there's such a higher percentage of drivers Basically, fall asleep behind the wheels. How dangerous that is? What's that going to do to you? Actually, just my own friends, I had two friends in my graduate school. Both fall asleep behind the wheels, both hit into a car or hit into something, got into a car instance. Fortunately, they were both okay and safe, but their cars were totally destroyed in those car instance. So it's really, drowsy driving is really not as far away from our life. Another research from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, they made an estimation based on their stats that drowsy driving actually should be responsible for at least 91,000 car crashes and almost 800 deaths in 2017, just within that year. And then a lot of sleep experts, traffic experts did other analysis and they made the estimation that uh, draw driving should be responsible for up to 6,000 fatal crashes every single year. Think about it. that's a huge number. That's a lot of lives and who think about those, peer, those people get hurt, got killed, and those families who lose loved ones just because drowsy driving. So drowsy driving may be worse than what we imagined. It's a hidden risk for most of us. So who are at the most risk to become a drowsy driver? Of course, like me, right? Someone who just did a long trip and uh, still adjust the time zone or who were super sleep deprived for a while. And shift workers often sleep deprived themselves or they are not able to sleep according to their own circadian rhythm. So research show People who sleep six hours or less every single day or people who snore a lot are more likely to fall asleep when they drive. So this tells us you really need to care about your lifestyle, your sleep habit. Are you deprived your own sleep because you have to do other things? Also, do you have a sleep disorder that really get into the way of your driving? Sleep apnea is one thing here mentioned in the research that snoring, but I think if you have other sleep disorders like narcolepsy, hypersomnia, right? That may put you on sleep behind the wheel easily too. One thing you may not know about drowsy driving is It's actually very similar to drunk driving. Have you thought about that? You know, drunk driving is bad, right? It can cause a lot of problems. It can be very dangerous for the driver and for the other cars on the road. But do you know drowsy driving actually function the same way? There are some research showing if you are awake for more than 24 hours, then your blood alcohol content actually going to be exceed 0.1%. That's more than the legal standard for most drunk drivers in the States. One thing you may not know is drowsy driving actually may be worse than drunk driving. There's a recent study published in 2020. They compared Driver. They compared people who are sleep deprived and people who are uh, alcohol intoxicated, and then they put them on a driving simulation to see how their driving performance are. What they found out is those drowsy drivers who did not sleep enough, they actually have a much slower reaction time behind the wheel, and they have worse lateral control of their cars than those drunk drivers. So some people say, well, okay, I did not sleep enough, but I have to hit the road. I have to get somewhere, right? Then I'm going to grab a coffee. I will be fine. Coffee can keep me awake, can keep me alert. Coffee can help me. This study actually studied how coffee can help drowsy drivers. The results shocked me. So when drowsy drivers drink coffee it did not help them to improve the driving performance at all instead coffee makes the driving performance even worse can you believe that you think coffee going to save you no it's not actually there's a lot of research in this area and the cdc already recommended they put on their website warn people If you are a drowsy driver because poor sleep or any other issues, you just uh, turn on the music, right? Listen to some upbeat music, open the window, or even drink coffee. All these strategies are not helpful at all. The best way you should do when you feel so sleepy behind the wheel is to pull over your car to a safe spot, and take a short nap between 15 to 20 minutes to really restore your energy, to help you be more alert. And then you can go back to the road again. Remember, all the other methods you think may be helpful, they are not really helping you. No research is backing that up. You still may get yourself into a car accident. It's still very dangerous and risky. And you really need to take a nap when you feel so drowsy behind the wheel. Next time, if I do my trip again, if I feel like not right, I possibly gonna do that. When I pick up my car, I may just take short nap in my car. When I feel great, then I am gonna hit the road. Of course, the root cause, you have to go back to look into how you sleep whether you can help yourself to get enough sleep, right? Whether you should sleep more on the airplane, like me as a traveler, or if you snore, then you really should check it out. You should go to sleep doctor, you should do a sleep study and see whether you have sleep apnea. If you do, you should sleep with a CPAP machine. So the snore won't get into your daily function. Because think about if you drive like this, how you're gonna function in other areas of your life, right? You may make mistakes in your work. You may um, you know, have mood swings that you cannot really control it very well. It may interfere with your, uh, it may harm your family relationship, your relationship with other people, with your productivity at work and study, your attention, your focus, all those things are on the line. So I think drowsy driving is just one aspect. It's a signal. It's a warning sign for us. So really think about this. If you cannot really even drive on a sharp mind, then you may really suffer in a lot of other areas. But if you notice you've been be sleep behind the wheel so many times or often, right? Then you realize something's wrong. You go back to really change your lifestyle or checked out any potential sleep disorders or change your sleep habit. Then not only you are safer when you drive, also you may benefit from it across all over your life. You have better mood, better mental health, and better physical health. So I really hope my little experience can somewhat inspire you to help you go back to looking into your own life, your own sleep, to see whether this impacts you in any way, whether you should do anything about that. This really happened. I used to refer a patient to a sleep doctor just because in our psychotherapy session, she told me that she had fall asleep behind wheels multiple times. I was like, whoa, first, this is dangerous. Second, when someone tell me that, and it happened to them often, along with other symptoms, she reports to me in the session. Then I realized there must be some hidden sleep problems. Than what she thought she has, even though she came to me for treating anxiety, but then I refer her to a sleep doctor. She did a sleep study. Guess what? She was diagnosed with sleep apnea, and then she start treatment. After that, her anxiety got better. Her sleep got better. Right? Her family relationship got better. So it's it's real. It's so real. Everything is connected. So I really hope. What I share today, not only a warning sign to myself, I, I will try not to be a draw driver anymore, but also hopefully this help you. If you are wondering something's not quite right in your life. So this is Dr. Yishan. If you like my podcast, please feel free to subscribe it and leave a comment to me. If you leave a comment, please feel free to leave a honest review in the Apple podcast that can really help with the ranking of our show. And hopefully more and more people will hear this podcast and ask me questions and hope all the knowledge I share and all the interviews I done with, I have done with other sleep doctors can help more people out there who suffer, uh, who struggle with sleep difficulties. I have insomnia course, both in English and Chinese. If you think you can benefit from that, please feel free to check it out on deep into sleep.co forward slash courses. You can also join deep into sleep newsletter and we will start sending out some sleep tips, sleep knowledge through email once in a while. Won't be too much. And we don't want, I don't want to flood your email address. Uh, I don't want to flood your email inbox, but hopefully we will have some great information to share with you once in a while. So this is Dr. Yishan. Very great to have you today. And I will see you next time. Bye. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently. And there are so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed.